Welcome back, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. It is Thursday, August 4th, and you know what that means. First of all, it's almost Friday. It's August. It's the 4th. More importantly, it means that the first NFL game is on tonight, the Hall of Fame game. It's an exhibition game. It's probably going to be pretty uneventful, but who cares, man? Shit, it's NFL football. NFL culture is back. And I'm very excited. So happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for listening. We have a great show for you today. The great Kate Constable is coming on to the show to bring her takes and her thoughts on some NFL teams that she likes coming into the season and some NFL teams she does not like. And then we'll get to some of her WNBA picks. As always, we're, we're doing well in the WNBA lately. Two straight days plus six and a half units. Uh, we're undefeated the past two days, I believe, 5-0. and oh. So things are going well, 19-13-1 and one for plus six and a half units overall, I believe. We were even heading into the week and having a big week, finally maybe catching some, you know, catching some rhythm here, some understanding, some better context for the WNBA and how to bet it. Of course, this is my first year betting it, but things are going well. For old Farley Bets here, you can follow Farley Bets, that's me, across all social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Of course, check me out the 33rd team for premier insider NFL content as they're ahead of betting. Check me out on the BetUS NBA show starting in late October. I'll be back there talking my NBA picks every day. I think it's still going to be at 4 o'clock, so I'm excited about that. And obviously, check me out at the great theoddsbreakers.com. Follow theoddsbreakers.com across all social media as well. Content there is always constant, constant content. Football, basketball, golf, baseball, UFC, you name it. The writers and podcasts at the Ozbreakers are always churning out content to help you win your bets. So check us out. Follow us at the Ozbreakers. Go to theodsbreakers.com for that nonstop betting information. Your one-stop shop for sharp sports betting information, if you will. The show is being sponsored by betrivers.com for a 100% sign-up bonus up to $250. Please use the promo code Barley odds, terms, conditions, and location apply. All right. So before I bring on Kate Constable, something that I wanted to talk about today on this podcast are some of the misconceptions that are going on in the sports betting industry right now. Of course, this is my opinion, but I just keep on hearing and seeing the same shit all the time, and I got to talk about it. And there's just a lot of misconceptions and pontificating going on right now in this industry. What does pontificate mean? Pontificating is when somebody expresses their opinions in a way that's considered annoyingly pompous and dogmatic. In other words, it's the word of God. I can't stand that kind of thing, especially in a sports betting industry that's still burgeoning, growing, developing. We're all theorizing. This is not a science. It's not. So let's start with this one. Huge misconception, if you ask me. Well, sports betting is a long-term game. So if you lose all month or even over a few months, eh, you really can't take that seriously. Uh, Yes, I can. I can actually take that very seriously. And here's why. Yes, betting is a long-term game. Yeah, okay, one day, one week, cold streak, one month. I agree. doesn't really mean much, right? Doesn't doesn't speak to the ability of the handicapper or how often they're going to win. 
but months and months and months on end of losses, months and months, half a year, a year, around 50%, under 50%, maybe you're not a good handicapper, at least not in that sport. Or maybe you have a long way to go until you can be an actual handicapper in the industry that's garnering respect, that has their name out there, that's getting premium customers or whatever you want to do. Because here's the problem, and I hear this all the time too. Everybody wants everything right away, right? It's a, it's a what have you done for me lately world. Totally, that's true. But here's the thing. When do you think that's going to end? It's not. That, like, that's the way of the world, right? Technology, how accessible everything is nowadays, right? Data is accessible. I mean, not a lot of data is proprietary, right? People are modeling them for themselves all the time now. So this culture of give it to me now, win for me now, I want it right away, that's, that's not going anywhere. So if you're losing for months and months and months on end, I don't think you get to say, well, sport, eh, it's a long-term game. Eh, you know, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll bounce back. No, that, that's a pretty huge sample size, right? And I've seen some great handicappers. They have a bad season. Okay. I mean, it happens, but a lot of these handicappers have historic like five, six, seven years of successful seasons, okay? So maybe you can give them a pass. But in this industry these days, with, with how saturated it is, with how many options people have, I mean, you're going to lose customers if you're losing month after month after month. You better bring something different to the table. You know, I mean, you better find a niche or just a different angle to look at things or maybe switch your market and go to futures or props. I mean, you will lose customers. So this like regurgitated line about, well, it's a long-term game. So, you know, maybe you're just not very good right now. Maybe you need to readjust because yes, it's a long-term game, just like the stock market and everything else in a sense, but you're going to lose customers. And, you know, people have options, guys and gals. People have options more than ever in the sports betting industry. So I think it's up to us as handicappers to adjust. Another, another, another misconception. You can make it as a pro better. Anybody can make it as a pro better. Uh, probably not. I mean, listen, I'm still not completely, like I'm still not full, full, full time as a sports better. I have a full-time gig. I have multiple other gigs. You know, I mean, a lot of those other gigs are associated with sports betting. But you know how hard it is to just be a pro handicapper and stay afloat and, and earn money? I mean, this industry isn't cut out for everybody, right? Everybody might be sports betting, but if you're trying to be a handicapper, it's just not cut out for everybody. It takes exceptional mental fortitude. You think about it. You're losing at least 45% of the time. That's a lot of negative feedback. In psychology, that's something called a negative feedback loop. And it can change your brain. I mean, it can make you depressed. In many instances, it does. And if you're really betting on sports, you have absolutely lost huge amounts of money. But you still got to keep betting. If you're a pro handicapper, if you're relying on this money, if you're relying on your takes and your approach, you, you got to keep betting, even though you just lost huge amounts of money, right? You have to maintain a bankroll. 
maybe harder than everything, anything else, you have to black out the noise from other critics and opinions, right? If you, you have to be transparent about your picks and how well you're doing. So you're going to get noise. You're going to get critics. That's hard too. And maybe even harder than that, you have to get to a point where you trust your own opinions more than others. That's hard. That's really hard, right? You can look up right now. You can Google right now. Um, you know, Raiders versus Jaguars, Hall of Fame game, bets. And you're going to probably get, what, hundreds of different sites and pages that have takes on tonight and how to bet it. That's really tough to just block out all that data, block out other people's opinions, and trust your own approach. It takes a little while to get there. It takes a foundational understanding of what's going on in the sport, in the marketplace, et cetera. And the reality is, like I said before, you have to be different if you want to actually make it as a handicapper. It's, it's oversaturated, yes, but I have some breaking news for you here, guys and girls. I, I always say guys, so I'll say guys and girls. There are a ton of really bright minds entering the betting marketplace right now, a ton. And yeah, it's probably like 1%, 2% of what you see on Twitter. I mean, don't get me wrong. Twitter is mostly pretty faces and big personalities claiming they know how to bet and not tracking a single thing. But there are stars out there. There are really, really bright people out there. And they're only getting better. I mean, these guys and gals I work with at the 33rd team, they are built different built different people like these people dedicate their lives to the nfl like you think you're just going to waltz in and you're going to know the nfl or nfl fantasy or nfl betting better than these guys and girls i don't know man they're dedicating their lives to this stuff it's like when people get mad at ceos for making lots of money oh these ceos are million billionaires they're making all this money how dare them what are they doing uh, okay well then why don't you do it like, like, why don't you step into their role? Like, you think it's easy? You think it's not fair that just they they earn that? Do you know what a CEO does? CEOs don't have close friends. They don't have family. They don't see their family. They don't have a lot of fun in their life. They're obsessed. They're more willing to discard family, friends, relationships for the business. Right. You hear those stories about Elon Musk sleeping at his company for, you know, for months, working around the clock. Are you willing to do that? It, it, it takes a similar discipline in sports betting. If you really want to be a handicapper, you got to be consuming this stuff nonstop, nonstop. All right. Now, conversely, and this brings up another point and another notion I think is very wrong. The days of this industry being controlled and gatekept by a select number of men like gallivanting through the streets of Vegas is over. It is over. And, you know, a lot of these bettors who have been major sports bettors for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, God bless, I have tremendous respect for them. But every single day, and usually multiple times a day, I see an influential sports better on Twitter or, or somewhere else and they're just dogging other betters and their takes or their philosophies or like or their approaches. You know, they're 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 pontificating about betting like it's a measurable science. It is not a measurable science. It is not. Sure, there are things you can do to better your chances, of course, right? Closing line value, understanding the market in general, 
practicing bankroll management, right? I mean, people can build data sets now to more easily access and understand like team tendencies, sure. But everyone has different perspectives, experiences, expertise. And often betters are using very different tools to find an edge. And we're talking about human beings here, right? Human beings. Sports are human beings. So if you're pontificating as if you have the right play, like ever, which I'm, I'm sure I've done that before, you're making a fool out of yourself. I mean, no one in this industry and no one in the history of humankind has ever been able to accurately predict human behavior. We're too volatile. We're too unpredictable. We're, we're too emotional. And we're increasingly too self-involved and coddled. So, right? So that, that creates even more volatility. There's just, there's no one way to do this. So the betters who have been around forever, again, I have tremendous respect for them, but they'll survive only if they're adaptive. I mean, can you explain your plays well? Are you good on videos, on podcasts? Do you go on and on and on? Do you rant about nonsense? Do you pontificate about nonsense for an hour and a half? Or are you able to speak well in a digestible way in a half an hour so that people can get on with their day, learn something, get a good bed and move on? Because that's what people want these days, right? I mean, can you write well? Can you write in a way that others can understand without sounding pretentious or overly verbose? Are you updating yourself with the newest tools and technology? A great example, and I hear this all the time, don't watch ESPN, don't watch NFL.com, et cetera. Like, don't pay attention to public perception. Is that what you're saying? Steve and I, my buddy in Circa, we have won more NFL bets based on that alone, fading public perception. And how are you supposed to know public perception if you don't pay attention to it, right? Like Michael Irving. Yesterday says Trey Lance is going to have an incredible year. Woo! Now, in your mind, I know probably what most of us are thinking because I have a lot of sharp listeners thinking, who gives a shit what Michael Irving says? You're exactly right. Who cares? But here's where it's important the public is listening to stuff like that. And what the public listens to and what the public perception is affects the market, it affects the lines. So you need to capitalize off of these perceptions that you think are being you know, pontificated, uh, proclaimed, and play against it, right? Like use your knowledge against these insane public, you know, big media shouting comments. The majority of betters out there are, are listening to ESPN, NFL.com, et cetera, about Kyler Murray, Tua, Trey, Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm pretty amped today. I'm pretty amped up. I I love this kind of thing because there's just a there's just a lot of people in this industry. There's a lot of narcissism. There's a lot of folks who think that they know exactly what something's going to be, and it's 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 really annoying because at the end of the day, sports betting is majority about self awareness, your own self discipline how often you're paying attention to the marketplace, to the sport itself. It's on you. It's on you and that's it. I think I'm going to continue doing this, breaking down misconceptions. Another misconception that I can't wait to break down, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some backlash for this. Futures, future betting is inherently a loser. Sometimes they win. 
But future bets are some of the worst, in my opinion, some of the worst things you can do with your money. And sports books, major sports bettors, they love to to brag and you know show their future bets. Of course, they're only showing you the ones they won. Um, but we'll talk more about that on the next podcast. Let's get to some more fun stuff. Enough, enough, uh, enough lecturing from Farley Betts onto K Constable. All right, welcome back, the great K Constable to laying the points. You know, we keep it, we're keeping in touch in the offseason, Kate. Obviously, the Bet US NBA show was good enough to us where we're keeping in touch. We're keeping you on the pod, but you're also staying relevant with a lot of things. How's it going so far? I mean, we've talked about the summer before, but how's your summer going recently? How's the WNBA? How's life? You know what? It's all going pretty well. I can't complain too much. Summer in Chicago, you know, summertime shy, nothing better there. Uh, WNBA, it's going pretty well. It's It, it stinks this being my first season because I feel like I'm finally really getting a good grasp on all these teams and the hang of, you know, capping WNBA games. And now the season's almost over. So gives me um, a lot of optimism going into next season. And this season was a ton of learning uh, experience. And overall, it's still really good. I mean, we're plus units right now, only a couple, but hey, positive's positive. So uh, all, yeah, all's good. And I'm excited for football to start. That's nothing better than that. Yeah, we're going to talk some NFL on this show. You got a few teams that you want to talk about. And you're I know you went undefeated the other day in the WNBA, right? So you're 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 definitely in the black. I am. Yes, we had a very nice 2 and 0 night the other night. Um and I'm doing some writing over at the Odds Breakers where uh you have been doing stuff as well. Actually, I um started writing it because of you, so thank you, Chris. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we are Five and four since starting there. And um, another play coming for tonight's uh, tonight's games after we're done recording this pod. I got to get that written up and submitted. Yeah, and um, I don't know what that is. Like, I remember you started at the Ozbreakers and your first play was a loss. And I said to you, which is very true, I, I haven't started at, at any betting entity with a win. I don't know why. I bet US, my first pick was a loss. And the odds breakers, my first pick, probably a few first like pick or two or three was a loss. I don't know what that is. Um, overthinking it maybe. I don't know, but beginner's yeah. bad luck is a thing in sports betting from what I've seen. Oh, for so. sure. I during the NBA playoffs, I started posting picks on Instagram and I lost like my first three, I think. I had like all these guys coming out of the woodwork from high school that I haven't literally talking to in like 15 years and they're like oh you lost you suck at this oh and three <laughs> start loser sweep i'm like oh my gosh calm down yeah. but uh, we turn things around so well i talked yeah i talked about that a little bit on the intro is like um obviously with the sports betting industry exploding right now i think a lot of folks out there think that they could become pro handicappers and do this but it Especially when you're just starting off, it is really not easy because you you're you're going to expect. I mean, most of us lose forty five percent of the time anyway, mm -hmm. which is a lot of negative feedback. But you have to expect to lose a lot at first, so it, it takes like some of those you know mental hurdles to get over at first, and then some of the criticism from right. you know from the from the Twitter sphere, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So um, not easy. No, not at all. But and. It, I've learned it's important not to overthink things too much because if I lose a couple games, especially starting out like at the odds breakers, I lose a couple bets and all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I good at this? I kind of am bad at this. Is this the right play? What's going on? So just kind yeah. of to negate all those thoughts, that's been a very big learning so far. 
it takes a lot of mental starting a new season yeah 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 well speaking about starting a new season the nfl is almost here and the first uh exhibition game is actually today which is like i know that it's gonna it's not gonna be a good game you know we're gonna see a lot of players that we'll probably never see in the regular season but i'm still excited i'm at least gonna watch the first hour yeah Uh, you know just to you know hopefully we get like a mitch a Trubisky spot or, or a Kenny Pickett <laughs> spot, you know, for a little bit. I would bit love so to see Kenny Pickett. Do. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You're a Kenny Pickett fan? I'm a big Kenny Pickett fan. Why no, I'm that? really not. But I'm just, <laughs> I, just just reading a bunch of stuff about him prior to this season. Um, I mean, he is the rookie – what do they call it? Offensive rookie of the year. Um, the favorite to win that this year, which means he's likely going to be playing some. I would imagine yeah. Mitch starts the season, but – I'm just excited to see what what he can bring. Fresh face. Yeah, and your boy Mitch, too, a Chicago, previous Chicago quarterback, but didn't have a lot of talent around him then. You could argue, especially from the offensive side, some of the worst offensive coaching and talent in the league when he was there. So I'm not convinced that Mitch isn't in the best possible spot that he could ever be in in his career in Pittsburgh. Right. You know, yeah, they're getting off of Ben for, what, 19 years, but – you know, this is it's it's Steel City, right? It's a, it's a blue collar town. Mitch is a big guy. He's, he has an arm. Mm-hmm. He likes to run. I think it might work. And you have Mike Tomlin as your head coach who doesn't lose. Doesn't lose. Finds yeah. a way. And you have probably the best defensive line in the NFL, if you ask me. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to talk about the Steelers today. At least that's not what I see on my list over here. Uh, let's start, if it's cool with you, with your Chicago Bears. Uh, and I say your Chicago, you know, yeah, she's, in, know. she's in Chicago. I don't know Bears. if it's actually her Chicago Bears. But, yeah, they're my Chicago Bears. Okay, all right. Well, let's talk about them. Those bears, I see a Bears helmet behind you. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which one? You know, the Bears have the most players, the most Hall of Fame players. They have 30 um, on their team at, out of any NFL team. So that's something to say about wow. Chicago. Yeah. But anyway, this year, 2022, Give me some thoughts, some takes on what you see from the Chicago Bears this year. I'll bring up these win totals while you're doing that so that we, you know, we can get updated about that. This isn't necessarily about your win total thoughts. If you want it to be, it can be. But just what are your thoughts on the Bears? I think the Bears are going to have a rough season. I think they're going to struggle. It's a transition year in terms of new management, new GM, new head coach. Uh, They're going to have to kind of get away from a lot of the bad habits that the organization has built over the last, I don't know, however long, five, 10 years, especially with within the Matt Nagy era. Uh, so just kind of transitioning from those, I don't know what you want to call them, bad habits, whatever made the Bears not that great uh, in the past. And so I think there's some talent on their roster, but everything's going to have to go right for them if they want to have I don't know, go over their win total. You just looked it up, six and a half, right? That's, um, I'm seeing it at six That's, right now. Yeah, I think if yeah. they want to hit that win total, they're going to have to have all, nearly a perfect season for the Bears. Justin yeah. Fields, I'm, I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to turn into a solid quarterback in the NFL. But he wasn't set up for success, similar to Mitch Trubisky in Chicago because of last year's coaching staff and the once again, offensive weapons they have around him. So it's going to be another transition year, kind of a development season for fields. Uh, And I'm interested to see if Darnell Mooney can turn into like a legit number one option. Cause as of now, he's one of the better offensive threats for the bears, but is he really a number one 
guy on any other solid, talented team. So mm-hmm. those are some of the things. Same with um, uh, Cole Kement, first round pick. You know, he hasn't quite lived up to his hype as of yet. I think he had an okay season last year, but those are two players that I would expect to take another step this year if their careers are actually going to uh, go in the direction that they want them to. Yeah, that's what makes football so interesting is obviously the quarterback is the most important position in football, but if you don't have the talent around you, it's going to be really tough. And everything I hear from experts and you know, quarterback experts about Justin Fields, it's all positive, you know, his mentality, his natural skill set. But the talent or the lack of talent that he's surrounded by on that Bears depth chart in their roster, an offensive line that uh, the most experts say is one of the worst in the NFL, too. I just, Mm -hmm. God, I just hate that for Justin Fields. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to say about what they could have done in the offseason, sure. Uh, But I just, I hope that Justin Fields' career doesn't, you know, just kind of go away or, or you know, really get um, put in a, a negative limelight because of what the situation here in, in Chicago. Because it doesn't look good for me. I I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL yeah. as well. Uh, I don't think their defense is going to be as good either. They've still got some guys, but, like, defense can only hold this offense up so much, right? right? It's it's uh, They need some more talent. So total agreement there. Uh, so I'm guessing if you had to make a play on the win total, that would be the under. Under, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about their uh, divisional rival in the Minnesota Vikings. We've talked about the Vikings plenty on this podcast. What's your take on Minnesota? Oh, Minnesota. Well, so I grew up in Minnesota, for those listening that might not know that. But I was never a Vikings fan. I've never been to a Vikings game. The Vikings weren't uh, a part of our Sunday afternoons. I know, crazy. Uh, so that's why I, now living in Chicago for the past 10 years, I have converted to a Bears well, that converted isn't even the right word because I wasn't a Vikings fan. But that's why I'm a Bears fan now, despite growing up in Minnesota. So I don't have high hopes for the Vikings because they haven't done much in my uh, in my lifetime other than the Minnesota Miracle a couple of years ago. That was very exciting. But that's about all we've, we've had uh, in the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So a lot of talk this season that they're going to have a better year turn things around. They have a high win total right now. I think it's a nine and a half uh, second in line to win the division behind the Packers. So a lot of things are pointing in the right direction for Minnesota. I just have to see it before I can jump on that bandwagon and and really believe it. Uh, I think new coach, Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator last year, won a Super Bowl. Clearly, you know, a winning coach can bring some of that to Minnesota. Uh, But Kirk Cousins, what has he shown us in his career, really? Especially Minnesota. I don't know. I don't believe in the guy. I think uh, he. I'm just not a high, high end Kirk Cousins at all. So, my take on Minnesota is a lot of uh, excitement going into the season for this team within the media and whatnot. But I don't believe it yet, and I'm going to have to see it consistently for a couple weeks before I, I believe any sort of positive regression out of there so you would lean under i would lean under yes yeah i I like that i like that play and it's a contrarian to what we've talked about on this podcast because now it just feels a little bit like and steve brought this up yesterday when i was hanging out with him which i think is a really good point it just almost feels like now maybe we should start thinking about other ways to play in the vikings or maybe on an under because Everybody likes the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. And once that starts happening, once the perception builds, right? Like now it's up to nine and a half. It's juiced over as well. Um, yeah. I could see them getting 10 wins too, but 
it's still a new coach, right? Uh, so there's still going to be some new moving parts, new relationships to enhance, you know, to normalize. Uh, I, I do think that Kirk Cousins is going to have a better setup. You know, Kevin O'Connell coming from the Sean McVay tree is probably should be more creativity in their play calling, should be more of a passing game. I like their schedule a lot, you know. Uh, but, God, those first two weeks, I'm going to wait. Um, and I've said this on the pod before, but I'm going to wait till right after week two because they pay, play the Packers in week one. Always a tough matchup, yeah. right? Um, even though that's at home. And then they face the Eagles on Monday Night Football in week two. That could very easily be an 0-2 start, especially the way that Kirk Cousins plays on Monday Night Football. Yeah, is that Monday Night Football that he stinks or Sunday mm-hmm. Night? Monday, it's Monday night, right? night. He's he's okay. like two and eight or two and nine on Monday Night Football, and the only two teams he beat on on, on Monday Night Football was the Bears. So, which yeah, is saying nothing, a whole lot. Yeah, it's not saying a whole lot, and 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 recent versions of the Bears too. So, uh, it's really not saying a whole lot. But um, I'm gonna wait till right after week two because I think there's a good chance they can be zero and two, right? Yeah. And then a lot of the perception on the Vikings kind of thins out. You know, those win totals will drop. So if you want to play on the Vikings, in my opinion. You wait until the end of week two, where they're, I think they're at least going to be one and one, and then maybe you get a better line in that future. Okay, let's switch and talk about an exciting team, um, or, or at least a lot of people think is going to be an exciting team this year in the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tell Steve to listen to this and to make sure that he gets back to you about your thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles because that's his team. But, you know, Steve's, Steve's really good at, like, not getting overly excited about this kind of stuff, too, because everybody's talking about the Eagles, right? So what's your take on Philly heading into the season? I think this is going to be an exciting year for Philly. Uh, but I think it's contingent on Jalen Hurts turning into a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's there right now. But the Eagles have set him up to be their franchise quarterback with the pieces that they added around him this offseason. So I think they want him to be. It's just up to him as – if he can actually take that next step. Now they traded for AJ Brown from the Titans. He's going to be fantastic wide receiver uh, for Hertz to throw to Devonte Smith in his second season. I think um, he'll make some improvements. They have a very good defensive line. So that side of the ball looks solid. So overall, I think they can carry a lot of the momentum that they had towards the end of last season. They finished last season, I think on a five and two run. So I think they can carry that into this season. Um, it's just, it's going to be a make or break year for Jalen Hurts. Have I been calling him Justin Hurts or Jalen Hurts? No, no, you said Jalen. For, um, (laughs) yikes, uh, for Jalen Hurts. And that's going to determine their success this season. But I like the way, what I've heard coming out of the off season, out of training camp so far and, uh, the positivity around the Eagles this year. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And you know, of course I don't like the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan, but um there's very few like reasons to not believe in them in my opinion i mean uh kevin stefanski has shown that or not not kevin stefanski that's the browns coach isn't it um, nick, what, um sirianni yeah yeah nick sirianni i get they kind of look alike those yeah, they two. Do. i get them mixed up um but you know he's shown um you know a willingness to adapt right they started to run the ball a lot more last year with jalen Hurst. take advantage of that and offensive line defensive line the new talent they have, a ton of speed now. I love AJ Brown on that team, um, and I just kind of, I'm just kind of sick of the Cowboys thinking that they're going to win every year, you know. And then they flounder at the end of the year. It's like so annoying. I, you know, at this point, I'd rather the Eagles instead of the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be the Giants, uh, but Eagles' schedule is certainly very, you know, pretty soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can take advantage of things. But now it's at nine and a half. K, 
Kate, and I'm a half and like super juiced in most books. So um, would you still take that? I might instead take the Eagles to win the division. Yeah. That's plus money. Uh, I like that a little bit better than playing the win total there because with the Cowboys and Giants in the division, you got to remind me, what's, what's the other team in that division? Oh, it's okay. They're pretty forgettable. The Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah, those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a division where even if they don't go over the win total, I still think they could win um, win the division with the other talent, so you to call it, in that, uh, yeah. in that division. I haven't talked much about the Commanders because it would be such a um, a Washington team thing to like, I mean, you know, now they have Carson Wentz, who I don't think it gets much softer than him. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I, I think there's a lot of things that aren't looking good for the commanders, but it would just make too much sense if they like marched into the season and went like six and oh, you know, I, I, I just, I really don't like them, but I don't feel like I have a handle on their potential just yet. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't talked much about them. Do, I mean, do you now? I, I have nothing to add to the commanders. Yeah. I think they're going to be horrible, but I feel like the second I say that they're they're going to like they're going to do great. So I'm, it's all about me, obviously. Right. It's all about what I say on this podcast. Right. That exactly. Pretty much affects the entirety of the sports the sports world. All right, <laughs> let's go. Um, I like your takes on those, though. I think it's a really smart bet uh, to take the division win instead. Um, you know, Cowboys kind of proved who they were at the end of last season too, and that Cowboys schedule. Uh, to our listeners, if you look at the way the Cowboys start their season, they face teams like, you know, like the Vikings, the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Eagles are not going to be an easy out. I think the Giants are not going to be as easy to beat either. The Cowboys are not going to, like, dominate the first half of their season like they did last year, not in my opinion anyway. So Cowboys are going to have to show up late in the season even more so. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I like your thoughts on the Eagles. Okay, final team to talk about here. How about them Baltimore Ravens? Baltimore Oriole, Orioles are now like in, in line to be a playoff team. Baltimore sports is hot right now. Uh, what do you got on the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and what feels like a redemption here? Yeah, I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, I, I like the Ravens to have a very good season. Their win total, nine and a half, I believe, unless it's gone up since I last checked. But I like them to go over there. I mean, part of the reason they were so bad last year, and they still won eight games, I mean, under 500, but won eight games, they just weren't healthy. I, two running backs go out with ACLs preseason early in the year. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you get those two back this year. Um, J.K. Dobbins with, Lamar Jackson, that's a whole lot of speed uh, on offense for them. And then the secondary was pretty banged up, but you added uh, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame, who's coming in looking pretty NFL ready, other than getting uh, absolutely burnt uh, on a route in uh, preseason. But I think I think they'll have a very good team, and it just all depends on if they can stay healthy, which I don't know. Last year almost just seemed like a fluke for the health of their team. It was like one player after the other going down and it was in similar positions. You had the running backs going down, you had the uh, secondary going down. So um, I like what I'm seeing out of, out of uh, Baltimore. And I think their defense is going to be actually pretty good. I mean, they had the best rush defense in the league last year. Um, So you get that secondary going all of a sudden the passing game for the opposing offense is a little bit more tricky. And uh, that's a solid, solid group. 
and and a lot of injuries last year on defense too, and they yeah. and they were still pretty good in a lot of areas. So I totally agree. I think I think the AFC North too is no longer one of the best divisions in football. The Browns are going to have to deal with this Deshaun Watson mess, uh, which you know might be more than six games. Let's yeah. face it. You know, um, I mean it's looking more like that now. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to take a step back. I don't really have a lot of evidence for why, for why I feel that way. I just think it's going to happen because people are going to have their, you know, their sights on the Bengals now uh, and take them a lot more seriously. Uh, and yeah, to your point, the Ravens were so banged up last year. Um, and this is, especially if he doesn't, if the contract doesn't get finalized by the start of the new season. And even if it does, right. Lamar Jackson is the type of player uh, who, you know, he's, he's humble. His work ethic never stops. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like a great setup for Lamar Jackson. And something that Kiev said on the Ozbreakers podcast, which I really like, his MVP odds are like 20 to 1 right now. The narrative is there for Lamar Jackson to win MVP. I really like that bet, actually. I don't like a lot of futures, but that feels like that's a good, that's a good risk uh, for Lamar Jackson to have a tremendous year, maybe win MVP. Um, any other takes on the NFL you want to talk about? Hall of Fame game, anything coming up? Uh, not really hall of fame game. I mean, it's exciting just that football's back, but like you said, I'm probably not going to sit down and watch that entire game, but right, right. just knowing football's right around the corner. It's, it's a very exciting time of the season. The weather in Chicago is still very warm, but you almost kind of have the little crisp in the air. Just oh, I want that fall. There's no better time. So, uh, yeah. it, it was temperature there right now. Well, I mean, it's 81, so it's still warm and okay. sunny but right. it's just you know the mornings are a little cooler you got the lake winds right you yes you do yeah, 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 things yeah. whipping off the lake michigan it's a good time to be in chicago i need i need more of that um it's going to be let's see you know i'm here in northern maryland it's going to be 92 89 88 91 91 i mm. mean it was like 95s all last week i mean get me get out of here with this yeah i remember when i used to like summer i don't like this anymore no maybe no, nah, maybe it's because I'm snacking too much at night. I don't want to go out with my beach body as much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be it. All right, let's switch over to the WNBA quick before we let you go. Um, you know, Kate, she has just a ton of commitments all the time. She barely has enough time for us here on Land the Point. So yeah, uh, yeah, she's yeah. like begging me to end this podcast. <laughs> but, no, uh, Not true but, at all. <laughs> but uh, we got the Mercury in the Sun tonight, Aces in the Wings. The Sun are 11 and a half point favorites at home. I, I just I'm really cherry picking my WNBA picks because I'm only gonna I'm only betting on teams that I think I have somewhat of an understanding of, okay. which I you know probably a smart approach, right? But like <laughs> the Sun are a huge favorite tonight. I know the Mercury are on a very good team, but do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm this is gonna be my play. Uh, I'm gonna put out at the odds breakers this afternoon, and it is Mercury first half plus six and a half. Mm. The Sun are a much better second half team. So I could see the Mercury hanging with them in the first half and then, you know, the Sun extending that lead in the second half. This is also a back-to-back for these two teams. They played on Tuesday. And oftentimes I don't have much uh, statistical evidence ready for you right now, but it always feels like the second game of one of these mini-series between two teams is always a little bit more competitive. Because whatever team didn't show up in game one, which is the Mercury, you know, comes back not wanting to get blown out again. So I think Phoenix can at least keep this one close in the first half. So that's going to be my play on that game. I don't want to play um, the full game there, although I would lean towards the sun. Well, I feel sharp because in this Aces and Wings game, 
Um, that line has come down to Vegas minus seven and a half. I took the Wings plus eight and a half. You know, they they haven't lost by more than eight points to the Aces this year. They lost twice, though. Um, the Wings have a, a very good offense. I mean, what what do you think about that one? Do you have any takes on that? Aces yeah, I um, I like that one a lot, especially grabbing the eight and a half because Arike Agubawale is day-to-day, and she's their best player Yeah, because uh, she's out with that ankle injury. She set that last game against the Sky, and the Wings actually upset the Sky. So having her back, if she is able to play tonight, that's what's going to bring that line down a little bit more. Uh, and I, I'd like her to, you know, after sitting out a couple games, coming back, i like her to have a big game tonight and be able to give the Aces a little bit of a run for their money. The Aces also just aren't very good uh, against the spread this year. So mm. I tend to not want to play on them with a fairly large spread. And then on the road, too, on top of it. Yeah. Um, what is it? Do you have any intel? This is my last WNBA question for you. But do you have any idea why the Washington Mystics do so well against the Aces? I mean, they just beat them again. I know. I have no idea. I should probably figure that out before the playoffs start <laughs> in case they meet each other. Because uh, uh, that could be a – I mean, is that a possible playoff matchup? Uh, let's check the standings here. I mean, the the um, the Mystics are what? They're, they're four right now. 20 and 12, right? So they're they should be in there. Yeah, Mystics are four, Aces are two right now, so they could potentially play in a semifinal. Yeah. However that shakes out. I think it's because the Mystics like to play slower, and they really pride themselves on the defensive end, where mm-hmm. the Aces are the complete opposite. Fast and yeah. they Aces like to play fast. They like to put up points, get out and run. And I just think it's easier for defensive teams to dictate the pace versus offensive teams when you have – two contrasting styles of play in that sense. So maybe that is, yeah, maybe that's why, who knows. But and they're kind of like the Warriors. They make halftime adjustments. I mean, in mm-hmm. their last game too, 26 to 18, third quarter, stayed mm-hmm. stayed above them in the fourth too, only allowed the Aces to score 32 points in the second half. So to yeah. your point, it, you know, they put on the clamps on, on yep. defense and it made a big difference. And maybe the Aces, when they can't run the floor in rhythm, they're just not as, as, as gifted. Right. Right. So. A lot of speculation here now. You know, Kate and I are new yeah. at this WNBA game, but but Take I like it all with a grain of salt. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, lastly, I know you got some new things going on. So you want to talk about the new Kate Constable? I mean, this is not what it's called, but your new podcast. I did. Yes. What is it I, I have a new podcast. It's called All Bets Are On with Kate Constable. You know, all bets are on. Anything can happen. Sometimes I'm a little bit of a wild card, so you never know what you're going to get on the pod. Uh, but <laughs> We're going to launch it on Monday. It's part of the Believe Podcast Network, and it's going to focus on uh, betting and on basketball. So we'll finish up the WNBA season. We'll head into get ready for the NBA season and then college basketball as well. So a basketball and betting podcast and occasionally mix in some some football in the fall or, or any other sports that I'm interested in at the time. But main focus is basketball and betting two things i love i love it i love it so all all things basketball all things k constable all things betting yep. and basketball love yep. that you'll be able to find it um wherever you can get your podcasts wherever you find you know go to spotify amazon or apple uh, music whatever listen to laying the points with barley bets transition over to all bets are on it's a perfect afternoon of of podcast listening for you 
Absolutely. And uh, both wild cards. So you never right. know what's going to happen. You know, we could, really? you never know. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about uh, some of our, some of our previous runs being wild right before the podcast. So it, yeah. it's true. You, it, you, 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 <laughs> yeah. Might as well, you stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be uh, plenty of fun. So I'm looking That's forward awesome. to it. Um, and hope to have you back in the bet us NBA show. I know you got, you got a lot going on. So I guess, you know, we'll know if you can, if you can make time for us in the future, but um, well, I hope to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it'd be very fun. Get the whole gang from last year back together. And I think if we are all back together, we should find a way to make it a little bit more competitive this year, like some prize money at the end of the season. Oh, I'm going to make a recommendation about that. Actually. Yeah. Versus and, and, just breaking. Right. Well, and I want to see you uh, defeat uh, one of us. Because, I will. Because I think you will, because I, I mean, it, it, was your, it was your first year about the NBA and yeah. you almost did. I 1000% will at least be one of you, if not all of you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good uh, thing to go out on there, Kate. So thank you so much for joining us today. Check out All Bets Are On with Kate Constable, all things betting and basketball on our podcast. And, you know, we'll probably talk to you like next week or something because yeah. we just can't stop having you back on. So for sure. thanks as always, Kate. Yes. Great to be here. Oh, and follow Kate Constable. Kate, there, there, there we are being wild cards. Okay, bye. Ooh.